0: Hello and welcome to another installment of Yeah, It's That Bad After Dark This is the show This is the show where we kick off our heels, let down our hair, and talk about whatever we want, whatever tickles our souls and delights, our fancies or
1: whatever the hell we- Our flights of fancy. Yeah, Whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. whatever. So
0: here it is, the long-awaited Hurricane Sandy first sequence. <laughs>
2: episode where
0: here he is Kevin's back he's alive and well he swam all the way back from southern Jersey
2: yeah I had to take a kayak up flooded streets <laughs> and I'm not a al- lot back and alive and well I'm still sick I've been sick since before the hurricane and it's not going away this is
0: battle
1: damaged Kevin yeah it Kevin, took a toll on me physically I think that you should explain to our listeners how you single-handedly stopped a sewage treatment plant meltdown by jumping in releasing the valve <laughs> to the Barney <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're sick <laughs> swimming in poo poo <laughs> his, his, his blood has just been
0: replaced by feces <laughs> they found 10% of blood at your feces stream <laughs> Uh, All right, who wants to go first with the Hurricane Sandy stories? Let's start with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you you, my... you you got hit the worst. So. Yeah,
0: my exploits are legendary. I'm going to tell my children and their children and so on and so on and so on. They're going to
1: never forget. It was amazing. You learned how to walk on stilts within a day. And you just yeah. started walking through the streets, picking people up that were in the floodwaters and carrying them to safety. I'm telling you, the bards will sing of my deeds <laughs> <laughs>
0: until the end of time. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so here's Joel's Hurricane Sandy story. So it's like... (laughs)
1: Yeah. Hopefully somebody animates this. Yeah, yeah. Try yeah. to
0: imagine this like it's like a, a movie or some like a goofy cartoon or something while Martin and Kevin are telling their harrowing tales. You just cut back to me sitting on my ass doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I was barely affected by the hurricane at all. The only thing the hurricane did to me was across the street from me, there's a ancient decrepit building and metallic pieces of it were flying off at Mach 1. And my neighbor told me to move my car because I was parked right in front of it and as I was moving my car a gigantic piece of sheet metal flew in front of my windshield inches from my nose could have crippled me for life
2: (laughs) all right so that that happened to me were you driving with your face up against the windshield (laughs) I
0: actually removed the windshield so I get a better view of the hurricane no, I parked my car across the street, and the piece of metal flew by, and and that's that's the first thing that happened to me. And then the second thing that happened to me was later that night, as I was editing the Human Centipede episode, the power ran out, just just shut off, and I was getting ready. I, I hunkered down. I got like all my candles out, got some books. I was gonna read Abe Lincoln Style by the fire. You know, do my homework on the back of a shovel. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: He's going to do long, long form division. Yeah. Of shovel.
0: Yeah, I was getting ready for that. But then fortune smiled. You know, it was another day of wine and roses. Or in my case, beer and pizza. Because the <laughs> lights came back on within like 15 milliseconds. So it's pretty good. <laughs> I, I wrote out Sandy in peace. And the only thing that happened to my parents was that their mailbox blew away. Boo hoo. Although, as we speak, they don't have power. And that's like Still? days after. Yeah, they got their power back, but then they lost
2: it again. I'm hearing that from a lot of people. Yeah, my mom's pissed. (laughs) She's pretty pissed off. A a guy I work with, he had lost power. He had a generator. His power came back on. He lent out his generator. Yep. yep. Then lost his power like right after. And he's like, I don't want to be a dick and go. (laughs) That's my generator back.
0: (laughs) Mm, desperate times, man. Desperate measures. Yeah. All right. So those are my harrowing tales of daring do during this troubling time of crisis. Oh, I, I found this out. I tried to put water in my bathtub just in case things got really bad.
2: <laughs> what are you going to do with it? I learned that
0: Use from
1: it to flush the toilet.
0: Yeah, I learned that yeah. from the road. Yeah. My tub can't hold any water at all because as I would check periodically, like within fifteen minutes, that I, I filled that tub to the brim over flowing and then 15 minutes later it was all gone <laughs> <laughs> so when and the same thing goes with the sink i can't hold any water in the sink either so that plan is shot i'm surprised you never
1: noticed this during
0: your long bath sessions yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah remember when we recorded one of the after dark episodes from our baths yeah when we were in the tub together all of yeah, us all three of us were in. <laughs> were in the tub. Together. <laughs> those scented
2: candles were amazing though. i
1: leave it
0: to you dear listener to figure out what episode was it <laughs>
1: <laughs> the clues are there. <laughs> we explain enough about our situation for you to figure it out. A clever person will be able to figure it out.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, I leave it up to you, fine gentlemen. Your turn. Who, Who wants to go first? Yeah, you want to go first. You
2: Your wanna- move. <laughs> duh, 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 Duel. Duel. I actually wrote out the hurricane even better than Joel did. I never even lost power at my place. But on Monday night, when obviously for three, four days since I had power, all I did was watch the news. It was just 24-7 nonstop news to see what was going on because my family and my wife's family have houses down the shore. That's where they live. So we wanted to know what was going on. My family, before the storm even hit, they moved all their stuff that they possibly could upstairs. And even put some of their furniture on cinder blocks because they were pretty sure it was going to flood. Did they put their car on cinder blocks with no tires on it? <laughs>
0: yeah, in their <laughs> in they, their living they, room. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They made sure to drive their car to South Philadelphia. And yeah. so we just got like
2: Yeah, it. they put the club in there just in case. Yeah, so they, they packed up and they got a hotel room and they got at a Dodge. So we're like, we're not going to stick around for this. Forget it. So when the hurricane hit, it was basically on Mondays when stuff got really hairy. And we're watching the news and we're seeing these pictures of like trees that have fallen down, just some strong wind here and there. Didn't really seem like it was all that bad. But then we start getting these phone calls from my wife's family about water coming up like three feet into their house I'm like why is this stuff on the news it took like a day before the news caught up to what was going on or they or they couldn't get down there like they physically couldn't go to where the storm was the worst because it was so bad but for like 24 hours the storm surge had brought the water up i want to say probably at least 10 feet and it brought it about three feet into my wife's family's house and about a foot into my family's house my wife's family actually had to get rescued because they they stuck around so they lost one of their cars too which really sucks. So yeah, the, the flighting came in. Like I said, my family put most of their stuff upstairs. So they're not in so bad shape. But I mean, the house they had to strip all the drywall out. They've had to take all the furniture and stuff that was ruined. It's like sitting out in their driveway. My wife's family, their like, entire first floor is like out on their front yard right now. It's crazy. So I had to go down and help once the storm was over. I had to go down and help clean all of that stuff up. And I was sick, which made things even worse because it was like 40 degrees. There's no power. Everything soaking wet, and for four days I was down there ripping out wet carpet. I was soaked in this sewage seawater mixture, which smelled so foul. When you like go into the house, it's like I can't believe people lived here. <laughs> There was, unfortunately, a casualty in my house. Really? When we, uh, when we returned, we found a dead mouse. Its head stuck in the siding of the outside house about three feet above the ground to show you where the water level was. I guess this mouse was like swimming, trying to survive and grabbed onto the house and got stuck there, grasping for life. Are
0: you sure it didn't just jump three feet in the air and suicide itself? That's a possibility, right?
1: Yeah, it could have like ran really fast and jumped and Jumped the really hard. At the wall. Okay, sure.
0: You know, the Japanese have considerable strength and back
1: into a corner <laughs> that is a fact uh, it's a japanese mouse <laughs> yeah. possibly i mean you can't he was adrift from the earthquake yes yes did it have any identification on it to even <laughs> identify i mean the real sad thing is
2: because all the powers down the roads are so bad the police haven't been able to get out there yet to identify the body so we're not even sure who this mouse is the family doesn't know yeah oh my where god. he is oh my god
0: did you do a back alley autopsy on it just to make sure, didn't know what really killed it.
2: I mean, I give it mouth to mouth for as long as I
1: could, <laughs> but it was in vain. Yeah. The the real tragedy is that if this family is without a job, if she's just trying to raise her children and she doesn't have enough money to pay her mortgage, until they identify the body, life insurance is not going to pay out. It's a tough economy out there for a mess really yeah.
2: So yeah, um, I spent about three hours in the crawl space under my house, ripping out wet insulation, dressed in like a full Breaking Bad meth lab suit. That was kind of fun. Although when I am emerged from there i was sick before i went in there and when i came out that was it for whatever reason i completely lost my voice for about a day and a half after being under there and i still haven't fully gotten it back so why did you have a, a meth suit because i was in a crawl space with like insulation
1: that stuff's not yeah but where where'd you get the meth suit from <laughs> my meth lab closet. <laughs> oh, <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had it for years so <laughs> i use my meth lab it's my my suit that i wear to work every day <laughs>
2: <laughs> you counted at, all. <laughs> at a meth <map> lab. <laughs> Someone's got to count those, those Benjamins. <laughs> It was really weird going down there after the storm. It was totally like a post-apocalyptic world. Like to get to where my family's house was, you had to go through checkpoints where the police were standing there with guns like at the ready because there were a lot of reports of looting where low-life scum would go into people's houses that was flooded and steal their stuff. Like I saw some guy on TV. Someone broke into his house after the hurricane and stole his his plasma TV. Do they really think it works anymore? The plug was sitting in seawater. (laughs) I don't think it's gonna work anymore. So yeah that was weird you had to like you had to tell them you had to have some kind of like ID or something to show them that you belonged where you were going. Yeah. That was kind of tricky navigating that because I didn't really have an ID but it was cool though because like at one point when we were cleaning at the house like these girls went by in a in a truck and they're like hey everybody we have pizza. Are you hungry? There's people just giving out pizza. That was kind of cool. They were just they weren't like they were just volunteers. They weren't like FEMA or anything like that.
0: Yeah. You know that happened to me one time when I was waiting in line at the Nintendo World store. It's it's almost one-to-one exact <laughs> to your situation in mind yeah yeah I got free pizza one
1: time <laughs> one time I was at I also got free pizza I was at something called Friday night at the rec and <laughs> oh there was a hoops mania event going uh, on and I was I received free free pizza and a t-shirt yeah I still have my hoops mania t-shirt. it's almost it's actually almost I- I- identical to your pizza. actually hoops up.
0: mania was way more traumatic than what Kevin's <laughs> going through
2: you're right
1: you're right
0: Anyway, so your uncle found a discovery,
2: right? Yeah. So you know, it's it's been it's been almost two weeks now, I guess, since the storm hit, and um, my family was just in full on "let's get the wet stuff out of here" mode, and they stripped out the drywall that had gotten wet, and the insulation had gotten wet, and behind the insulation, my uncle found two Jurassic Park trading cards.
1: I don't know which ones they are. Yeah, you, you you haven't ID'd them, but if <laughs> in in your imagination, what do you believe they are? I, I
2: think they're both. Jeff Goldblum, I think both of them are looking very disapprovingly at you as you look at them. And I can only imagine that my uncle, upon finding these, felt terrible about himself. Oh. That's that's the real tragedy.
1: Yeah. The, the destroyed Ian
2: Malcolm. <laughs> I still have no idea how those would get behind the drywall. I, I have no no idea how that would happen, but it did. So yeah, now my family and my wife's family are pretty much like in a holding pattern. They don't have houses to live in, at least for the time being. They have to wait for the FEMA insurance adjuster to come out and no one really knows when that's going to be. They're, they're vagabonds now. They don't like even have a home. It's kind of sucks. They're depending on the kindness of like family and friends to stay. So they have a place to sleep, but there's still... A lot of places down there that don't have power, they probably won't have power for a while. So the place my mom's staying at, for instance, she doesn't have power right now. So it's not like she's in a good situation. Pretty miserable.
1: Right. And and plus the temperatures are getting down into the 30s, low 30s. We had a pretty bad snowstorm here this week. So um, even in the 20s, especially up here at night, it's getting down to like 28. Yeah, Sandy was
2: like getting hit by a car. And then this nor'easter was like, just someone coming by and kicking you in the nuts as you're laying there (laughs) on the ground, right? It's just like, here, here, let's let's throw a foot of snow on top of all your (laughs) stuff. Too. But yeah, I guess that's pretty much it.
0: There you go. That's uh Kevin's Tale of Whoa. Or tale of Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, you're up. All right, here's-
2: Your move! Duel!
1: Okay, said Okaiba. <laughs> I play Blue Eyes, White Dragon, Asmodiar. Attack- okay, okay, so- <laughs> <laughs> My my situation up here was not terrible by comparison. I, I, I mean, I think all three of us made it through the storm, the actual physical storm, relatively well. A, a lot of people lost, you know, everything. And so, I mean, I, I lost power at night and- I remember I got home. I made sure that I had all, you know, a lot of water, a lot of supplies, everything set and ready to go. And uh, the wind started to kick up early in the afternoon around 1 p.m. And around 4 p.m., I have a lot of large trees around my apartment, really old trees. The, the apartment complex was built in the early 20s. And uh, that's when the trees were, were planted. So they're at least 90 years old. And uh, one of them kept swaying back and forth very, very <coughs> hard, like 10, 15 feet in each direction. Jeez. I'm like, oh man, I. I'm getting away from this thing. (laughs) So I... I go to the complete opposite side of my apartment in case this freaking thing comes down through my <laughs> roof and kills me. Lost power. I had my Kindle fully charged. So, you know, still had, still had that going for me. Had some, uh, somehow I was getting internet. That's bizarre. I don't know how I was getting it.
2: If your, your power was out?
1: Yeah. My, my, my power. modem working? No, I was getting it from like another remote source in my apartment <laughs> complex. Somebody had like a generator hooked up to like their internet. Some, I, I don't know, but, uh, I was reading and I was like, screw this. I'm going to indulge. I ate an entire half gallon of ice cream. I was stressed out. It was scary. The lights were out. What flavor? Oh, cookie dough, dude. I ate
2: garbage. I ate garbage. For a week. Yeah. Not only when I was in my house, but when we were doing the cleanup, it seemed like the only food you could get were donuts and pizza. I lived off that for five days. It's comforting. Tasty? After a while, you're just like, oh, I I don't, just, I just I need don't a hot lie. meal. Yeah. Yeah. I eventually made my way to a Friday's and got- A legit- I got like a steak at Friday's, which is not that it's Ruth Chris, but it was
1: amazing. Dude.
0: <laughs> wow. Those are dark days if- (laughs) The food you're eating at TGF Fridays is delicious.
1: Yeah, so... I passed out. I, I fell asleep pretty early, probably like around seven. And, uh, I woke up periodically through the night with like, I guess things crashing and falling and the wind howling, you know, and, uh, I got up the next morning. My power was somehow came back, came back on over the night. So I was excited on that. The, the unfortunate thing is that for whatever reason, my heat was completely out. My hot water was out and, and it remained out until late Friday night, early Saturday morning. Uh, and it, it got cold that entire week. So not having heat, I, I, I didn't even realize how much I would miss heat until I don't have it and I feel like I'm living outside. My apartment's <laughs> like 30 degrees, 37 degrees or whatever it was at night. But yeah, that, that, that tree came down and it did not fall in my direction, but it came down on somebody else's apartment and went through their roof. So Ooh. hopefully they're okay. I don't know if they got injured or not. Everything was pretty messed up in my neighborhood. I was out of work the entire week. Um, I think most, most people just did not work. Yeah,
2: I went to work one day.
1: Yeah, I, I was at work Monday before the storm hit and then like, power was out. Nobody could get in. So, But my 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 family has a has a place down in Long Beach Island which was pretty hard hit. The house is pretty close to the beach, so they haven't been able to get down to the island yet. I had friends that weathered the storm and they said that it was the most insane thing that they have done and that they really regret doing it. It was terrifying. <laughs> they didn't they didn't think it was gonna be that bad. Um and and to be honest, I mean we get nor'easters here a few times every winter and the flooding does get bad, but I mean they had, especially Holgate, they they probably had about 13 foot storm surge on top of the high tide, and then there was like twenty 25- five. Foot waves break, so so pretty much the the first floor of every house on the beach is either completely wiped away or the house itself is just completely destroyed. And in some cases, the houses are just completely wiped off the map. There are feet of sand, four five feet of sand, completely surrounding the homes, and that's just where the waves actually broke in through. And this, we're, we're talking like five six houses in. The sand continued to get carried by five six feet of floodwater at pretty high parts on the island. But if you're at sea level, we're talking thirteen feet of flood water that's over the roof of a lot of buildings. So. Yeah. These sure. buildings have to get completely demolished, torn down. All the gas lines, all the sewage lines are completely out. So millions of gallons of raw sewage is dumped into the bays, make their way into the ocean. I had a lot of friends that actually lost their houses completely. Found my father's boat on the news. That was crazy. Just like <laughs> washed up onto land, and like I'm like oh hey, there it is. <laughs> so that was that. That's gone. But it, I mean, at the end of it, for for us, I I really have no right to complain. It's just it's just stuff. It's it's just stuff for me. There there are people that that. That lost their their home So my heart goes out Goes out to them That's That's gotta be so hard It's tragic Yeah
2: How did you guys fare During the brief 1970s gas Style shortage oh, that we had Oh man
1: Yeah good times Fun fun times Yeah that was That that added I mean the the, Interesting wrinkle the, To the whole thing The huh? The entire experience was It was horrible It was I feel guilty complaining About any of it <laughs> Yeah You know But whatever I'm gonna complain The, the gas shortage sucked It was terrible to like you you couldn't you couldn't go anywhere without like thinking hard like do I do I really need to go do this
2: do I need to do this will I have enough gas like for the next day if I do go and do this will I be able to even get gas <laughs> the next day yeah like for us to even go down to help our families who are flooded out like there we had to really be strategic about how we were gonna do it like what car we would take because we had to be careful about not running out of gas because up in North Jersey like a quarter of the gas stations were
1: operating the crazy thing is right right after the end of the right after the storm. I was talking to somebody who works for the state police. They had eight stations in the entire county open. It's crazy.
2: The lines were on the parkway going south. The lines for gas were over a mile long. I don't even. I can't imagine how long it would take to wait in that line and actually get gas.
1: I I know people that waited in some some of the lines on Seventeen were one to two miles long. Took them three to four hours to get. And 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 they limited the amount you you could get. You could get twenty dollars worth at some of them. Oh really? Some I didn't know were, they were doing some that. Some of them were like actually, literally, you can only get four gallons to fill a generator because, you know, it, it is cold up here and people do need to have heat. The, the, the homes up here aren't built for that type of weather coinciding with that temperature. The homes are built with, you know, the, the codes are built for a lot of insulation. Uh, They're built for windows that are on the smaller side but are rated for colder temperatures, but they're not built to withstand high winds or flooding. Yeah. That just doesn't happen here. So with, with that happening, everybody needed to get their generators up and run and heat their house. And, that, and with no gas stations open, it's like like people pulling out guns. Gas? Gas is a hot... I I mean, I I guess this goes with anything. Gas for us in this country is a literal necessity to (laughs) do anything. And if, if anything at all has been hammered home for me, it's how integral this fluid is for everything we do here.
0: The gas station that's right near my house, it was pretty interesting because when the storm was over, I checked my gas tank to see if I needed gas and I was fine because every car I've ever driven is a piece of garbage and I've never once In any car I've ever owned, trusted the gas gauge? (laughs) Never. (laughs) I've never trusted it. So I monitor my gas consumption by the miles. Yeah. So every time I get gas, I always reset the mile counter to zero. And I use that as a gauge as to whether or not I get gas. I do gas. the same thing. So I my car was at 30 miles. And I know that my car, I'm able to take it to at least up to 100 and push it to 120. <clears throat> that's like the edge before I have to get gas. So I knew that I was I was fine with gas for the
1: remainder. What it, kind it, of it, mileage do you get? Yeah, that is like that sounds like the worst gas mileage on you Earth. Do you drive a
0: Hummer? Well, that, That's me being concerned conservative because I don't trust the meter. So you I got to no push it
1: to
2: the end. So you know what your limit is. Yeah. I'm going to do just like Kramer did. Become <laughs> limitless. Yeah. The most I've ever gone is 360. And then I still have a few, like probably another two gallons after that.
0: Yeah. 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 No way. No way would I even dare. <laughs> I ran out of gas. Like when I was a younger man, I did this and I ran out of gas and I was like, this sucks. I'm
1: not doing this again. <laughs> your, your car gets, I'm going to be conservative and say at least 200 miles per tank. There's no What size is your tank? It's a piece of crap. What size is your tank?
2: I don't know. I have no idea. You don't know what size your fuel tank is. No, none. It's it's not
1: less than 12. I
2: never fill it. I I never fill it ever. That
0: that gas tank has never been filled.
2: It's never been filled?
1: Never, not once. That's bad for your filter.
0: Like I care (laughs) about the quality of that
2: car. (laughs) That's (laughs) the fuel filter. It is. There's no way you're going to get to 300,000 miles in that car.
1: Yeah, it's not happening. You're not going to be able to pull a uh, Al Bundy. It goes to one... Yeah, yeah, one leap. One...
2: <laughs> well, well, anyway, so I've,
0: I'm okay. I've been okay with gas this whole time. So the hurricane didn't affect me at all. I had plenty of gas, sitting pretty, I had food. I lived right next to a supermarket so I could walk to it if I needed to get food. But the gas station that's right nearby, it was interesting because all of a sudden one day, there was a massive line for gas, both cars and people on foot. People on foot was very impressive because that line just stretched way back. It was very cold that day. And there were all these people. These These people had walked from like two, three towns over on foot with two gas canisters in their hand to get whatever they could and just to take it back I guess to power their generators is amazing I took some pictures of it it's a pretty crazy sight yeah and the the lines for the cars was even crazier just went on and on and on and on the cops had to be there at the station to
2: there were cops like every yeah yeah yeah, yeah, to
0: protect the the gas so periodically for the past couple days I've been seeing some of the stations that were empty they've been coming back online with gas but like the station that I was talking about with the line of people they had gas Last night, they don't have any gas today. So they were wiped out completely. Everybody rushed them again. But I was able to find this obscure gas station in the middle of nowhere today and got some gas. So
2: they, The lines weren't bad when I was out today. Yeah, yeah they were bad last night. I think, yeah. I think
0: everybody got it out of their system. They got what they needed.
2: I think because the governor put the odd even license plate thing into effect like right away, it, it, it allowed people to get gas during those, the times they were supposed to and kind of calmed things down a little bit. Yeah. New York didn't do that. And, and got... things just kept getting worse there. Yeah, Cuomo, get your head out of
1: your ass. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, I applaud the governor for doing that immediately and rescheduling Halloween. That's very important. The governor of New Jersey
0: rescheduled Halloween because it landed on a Wednesday, but the hurricane had pretty much destroyed New Jersey. So he said, I'm going to reschedule this. These kids deserve Halloween. So he actually rescheduled Halloween to Monday.
2: Although on Sunday night, I got a phone call from my township saying, sorry, kids, no Halloween this Monday, even though the governor said so. Really? It was like an automated message or yeah, something? Yeah, you know my what? township.
1: You know what? The governor, he's a good guy and your township is pretty brave because you want to get on that guy's bad side. No, he'll wipe you off the map. Uh, I think the Atlantic City mayor knows that now. <laughs> yeah, he's he—he's dead now, right? I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> the, 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 he's The governor just came somewhere. down there and beat him to death <laughs> with his bare hands. No, but people pulling out guns for gasoline, that's some apocalypse related BS. Joel, you had a really awesome comment about like people are like, oh, I can't wait for the zombie apocalypse yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah so this whole thing really put that into perspective like there's so many people in the world they just shut their damn mouths about i can't wait for the zombie apocalypse it's gonna be so cool <laughs> Run around and shoot people it's gonna be amazing <laughs> yeah and here we are and it's like a semi-apocalyptic scenario just like a taste of what kind of happens towards the build-up to these things uh-huh. and this sucked it this did. sucked this is what you want this is what you're looking forward to it's gonna be a lot of
1: fun right it is horrible like it's terrible I I don't know why you would want that i can't wait for the world to end yeah yeah i I can't wait so we can't eat food and (laughs) and have clean water that's great
0: I really like my, my gas station here where the people were all lined up, when they were tapped dry, they put up a sign that said, no gas is coming. Not just yeah, there isn't any awesome. gas or the gas. And I was like, there isn't any gas coming here <laughs> at all. Don't like, leave. That was pretty apocalyptic. That was yeah,
1: but pretty crazy. You, you were able to get gas though. Yeah. Because you knew what to say to them.
2: Oh yeah. I said, ask
1: <laughs> gas or grass, bro. <laughs> right away, sir.
2: <laughs> the one, I think it was on this past Monday when I went to work, there was a really long long line that I was I was driving by. Like the, the people were lined up on the shoulder for a really long time. Eventually when I got to the gas station, it wasn't even open. Oh. People were lined up waiting for the gas station to open. That's a
1: nightmare. My that, what if what if the guys came and there's no gas? My brother went back to his apartment. My apartment became kind of like a little refugee camp for like my family members because they, they lost power and I had some even though I didn't have heat. So they were trying to charge cell out. phones. They, they They were actually working remotely. My family Oh really? Yeah, they're workaholics. It became your off the office. Yeah, yeah, it became the office. Were you Dwight or Jim? Oh Dwight. Pam. <laughs> no, I, 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 I was Pam. I was taking phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was tending to my hemp crop outside <laughs> it's making nautical rope. <laughs> So it became kind of like a like a little refugee camp, and it was it, it was nice. It, it, it was nice to see people pull together. At the same time, I don't. I'm I'm really happy. I don't live with my with my family anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's been years. A, year. yeah, like a little taste. Yeah, yeah. It's been. It's been about it's been about nine years, and I'm I'm pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh pretty man! Good. Oh, what else was there? Oh, you know what? You know what's really interesting. My my brother left my apartment, and he went back to his apartment, and he drove by a gas station. It was around three in the morning. There was five cars there in a line, and the, the gas station was closed. My brother's like, "What's going on?" And they're like, "Gas station's going to open up in two hours." Someone told us they might have gas here. <laughs> it's like it's it's like now society has completely malfunctioned. People are are, are operating on on hearsay and rumors, <laughs> okay? And and this this got worse throughout the week. So like I would meet up with a few friends. Someone's like, I heard that got gas over in Palisade Park, <laughs> 10 miles out. You just got to wait in line. I heard the lines go real quick because it's on the highway and people can't walk up with gas cans. And then someone's like, no, that gas station's out. I heard a gas station. So, so it's just all rumors and people making stuff up. A friend of mine tried to siphon gasoline. <laughs>
2: Uh, you know, it got to a point where I started thinking about how am I going to do this? Because I thought I was going to get to that point too.
1: Right. Let me just explain this and, and, and drop in the, the caveat that he was not stealing gasoline from somebody else. He was trying to take it out of his own car to power his generator. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that cars that are built after a certain year, they have systems in place that keep you from siphoning fuel. Mm-hmm. It, it keeps you from getting a tube down into the gas tank to actually uh, pull gasoline out.
0: It's a side effect of preventing gas from coming out when you roll your car over. Okay. Right.
1: The, the, the ridiculous thing is like this conversation came up because everybody, not just him, like everybody was considering siphoning gasoline, like running around, like- Like it's the 70s, running around yeah, stealing gas. Stealing gas. And I I wasn't considering it, but somebody brought it up and a bunch of people like echoed that that thought. They're like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And, and somebody was already there like, no, I already tried it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it.
2: I was thinking because- I was gonna take gas from my wife's car and put it in my car because my car gets better mileage, so it made more sense to drive right. my car. But then I was like, uh eh, I'm just gonna wind up drinking gas, and that's just not gonna
1: be good." That's why you got to go out and get mints. <laughs> yeah, mints.
2: <laughs> yeah, mints. It'll dry it up.
1: Yeah, it'll get that gasoline taste out of your mouth. So when the cop asks you, you've been siphoning gas, be like, "No, officer. Got a mint in." The the cops kind of set up like martial law around all the gas stations that were open. Like if you're if you're starting fights or like gonna try and bum rush the gasoline, they're taking you out. Oh yeah, you're going down, bro.
0: Absolutely. Do you remember martial law from Tekken? <laughs> think about that. But not but not too hard. Don't
1: think about it too hard. New Jersey though, I mean, considering everything that happened, we bounced back super quick. It's because only the strong survive. <laughs> Yo. You see the t-shirts. <laughs> Immediately
0: after the hurricane, Martin and I were in serious discussions about this. I mean, for years, the West Coast has claimed to be the best coast. And after Hurricane Sandy d- demolished us, clearly East Coast, least coast.
1: I, I echoed that sentiment. I was like, you know what? East Coast might be least coast. But here we are bouncing back. So only the strong survive. Yeah. Now I can truly say that we're on the right coast. Yeah. No, we bounced back super quick. And and I'm just saying that in, in comparison to to a lot of places in Long Island that got hit as, as hard as the Jersey coast did. Yeah. But they are not doing so well. The majority of, of the areas, and I'm talking like miles in from the ocean, like three, four miles in, no power, no water, n- nothing. And uh, you know what? They're not Jersey strong. That's on them. Did it cut off the hair gel supply? <laughs> to to the South Shore of Long Island? Yeah. The hair gel supply. Well, you know what, though? That's a crisis. The president did sign that foreign tankers could bring in Petroleum petroleum-based based hair, hair gel gels products. Into <laughs> <laughs> pomade. Pomade was being handed out by the Red Cross. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
2: but it'll be interesting to see what happens now down at the shore, right? Because a lot of like, the boardwalk area has just been annihilated. Yeah, that's the town that I grew up
0: in, Seaside Heights, has been wiped off the map. Like I saw pictures, amazing. Like the roller coaster that was on the boardwalk is in the ocean.
2: Yeah. Amazing. Just insane. And oh, the vast majority of those rides and amusements have been there since before our parents <laughs> would have been going there.
1: Yeah. I those, mean, they're
2: old. Those those rides were like
1: dubious in the first place when I on them. They were fun. Your favorite, the log flume, got obliterated. But
2: th- th- they've been there for so long, right? That That's just been a cash cow for those people. Like mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see if if they'll be willing to develop the area again and put the money in. New stuff. To, to buy new stuff, to rebuild that because that's going to cost a fortune. Do you yep. think
1: it was insured is-, is probably the main question. Are they going to be reimbursed <laughs> for the value of that, the economic value and the actual physical value of the structure? I, I-, I was, I mean, there there is insurance for the hit that you would take if you're a business and you lose the ability to conduct business. Yep. They they pay whatever median amount they generate per day.
2: Not generating anything right now though.
1: No, they're not. Yeah, it's off season, right? But if they can't rebuild next summer, that's going to well, be though, a, you know very what? Even important.
0: When I worked on the boardwalk, even though there was an off season, they still a lot of the arcades still stayed open. Like I worked during the winter time in the arcades.
2: Yeah, that even sucked. I, that's when the hardcore gamers. <laughs> yeah, came I'm out. like, who
0: are these people? Why do they come? But People came every weekend to the boardwalk. So cold, especially. I mean, like,
1: in, <laughs> dude, there's 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 something about winter in front of the ocean. Like the air is like a knife. It going is, through yeah, your body. it is. <laughs> is unbelievable. Those
2: are my favorite times being there, though. Yeah, when there's no there's one else around. around. No,
1: I agree with you. That's that's my favorite time to be. You in. can stash a body in peace. <laughs>
2: what? <laughs> Yeah, late autumn is great going there. Saltwater Taffy store still open. Mm.
1: The surf there. Is That's where
2: I work. I work right next to that.
1: Yeah. The You know, the surf at Casino Pier. Par excellence. <laughs> and now, I don't know. I'm not going to be surfing for a while. Anything else? No. I have family on Staten Island. They didn't do so well. Oh,
2: uh, We were theorizing. If anyone would even notice if Staten Island was wiped off the map. I was, it, it turns out that they didn't.
1: <laughs> no <laughs> one noticed.
0: <laughs> I was going to bring that up during this recording session, but I'm like, that'd be a little insensitive to bring up <laughs> such a hateful
1: joke. <laughs> you know what? Uh-huh. Like, I was... I, I I was just joking about Long Island. I, I have family on, on Long Island, and, <laughs> and yeah, it is really bad, and it's it's terrible. My heart goes out to them. But, but the same, Staten Island, Staten Island, which I also have family on, I'm going to openly make fun of. <laughs> 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 My father's side of the family is from uh, is is from Brooklyn, but his parents, I don't know why they did this. And yeah, what were they thinking? Really? What what were they thinking? <laughs> they they relocated the Staten Island from Brooklyn from Brooklyn. Was because, it the
2: hipsters Did they drive them away?
1: Yeah, this is before the hipsters. Oh,
2: okay. They
0: saw the writing on the wall. They
2: knew this is coming.
1: Thing. Yeah, yeah, they they knew Zach Galifianakis was coming, so they, they got out of there post haste, and they moved to Staten Island. So a lot of my father's family kind of branched out and s- stuck around Staten Island. They did not do so well, and yeah, I I, I wondered if anyone was going to even notice if Staten Island got demolished by Hurricane.
2: I, no one, no, I didn't see it on the news. No, I didn't no. see anything for
1: days. Like like a joke about that, but yeah, they they literally forgot that Staten yeah. Island. Got yeah,
2: it. no, I mean, I guess a lot of the a lot of the focus was just New Jersey, right? I mean. It, New Jersey, Jersey, Manhattan. It was it was a couple days before they really switched gears and started showing New York, which is kind of surprising because most of the news networks up here are New York cent, you know, New York located. I feel like they needed to do a better job of communicating what this was going to be. Like I know everyone came out and they were like, "Everyone evacuate, it's going to flood." But they've said that every time the storm has
0: come. I I, myself personally was super cynical about this storm before it started. All I cared about was Halloween. I was just like. I hope this doesn't ruin my Halloween party like the last storm did last year. Did it ruin your Halloween party? Not this year, but it did ruin my Halloween parade. It, it on rained on It rained on my Halloween parade. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, because when the news was talking about how Oh, the damage is going to be in the billions. I said, yeah, right. You say that every time, whatever. You always cry wolf with this stuff.
1: I I brought that up to you and I definitely felt that. I was like, yeah, whatever. Just, and 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 the problem with the news media in, in this country and, and especially in this area is, and, and, and I imagine it's in other places too, but they, they need to sell you a story. They don't need to tell you a story and they need to sell you the news. So it's fabricated. It's not real. And everybody here just assumes that it's not real, especially Weather events. We're like, okay, there's nothing to report about. They know that people focus on weather because it's going to directly affect them. It'll drive ratings up, and they can sell commercials. the The side effect of that is when something really is going to happen, that is going to be catastrophic, and they need to communicate that to people. If you've been doing that their entire life, they're just going to assume that you're lying again.
0: Well, like they, it's better safe than sorry. That's the argument. Like the best corollary for this is Y2K. Remember that? That was supposed to be the end of the world, but nothing happened. But the question is, did nothing happen because it really was nothing or did nothing happen because everybody was prepared and got ready for it because of the non-stop news coverage?
1: The argument I'm going to bring though, is that with the weather events, halting business activity and economic progress is going to be a big cost on business. And so people are going to weigh the actual risk based on the experience or the data that they have. And if their experience is that, this is going to cost them money and probably won't be something that's going to be damaging. They're more likely to shrug it off. And that's and that's when it gets dangerous. Yeah, I
2: feel like this could have been resolved. Like they kept throwing at numbers for the storm surge. But even I didn't know what that meant. Because like the water level, it's tidal water. It's constantly changing. So, like from one day to the next, the water could be like a four foot difference. And they kept throwing at these numbers of like 10 foot storm surge. It's like, well, oh, what the hell does that even mean? I feel like if they showed like a computer model or something, <laughs> <laughs> like this is where a house is on the shore. This is where the storm surge is going to be. It would have helped maybe clear the air a little bit and people would have been more aware of what was gonna happen.
1: I I I was aware of what was gonna happen. I from what they were they they said it was going to be a 13 foot above mean high. And uh,
2: Well, we all didn't get our degrees in meteorology. No, like did, no, like no. You and Dennis
1: Quaid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me yeah, me and Dennis Quaid were tracking to Washington, DC in a blizzard. If only they listened. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, Martin was warning people. He was going door to door, warning people for weeks in okay. the storm. <laughs>
1: no would listen.
0: No
2: one would listen.
1: No, I, ju- the, the, the only reason I knew is because I'm on NOAA.gov every day and Wonderground every day, looking at the 136 hour model for what's going to be affecting the eastern United States because I want to know what's going to be generating surf for me. I want to know when I can surf next. When is it going to be really good? And that's important to me. So I check it every day, periodically throughout the day while I'm working because I I have bad ADD. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's the only reason I knew. If if you're if you're not periodically checking government sanctioned weather websites throughout the day while you're at work, I don't know. Maybe you didn't know about the storm surge. Yeah, I didn't know what it meant. I mean, there were like
2: it was a it was a full moon and it was high tide and it was just this hurricane storm surge all at the same
1: time. Was just,
0: yeah, my beard got all yellow and patchy just thinking about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, which is another good topic. How piss stained did everyone's beards get? I'd say about eighty percent of the men in my town had piss all. My face was dripping with it. <laughs> I did let my beard grow probably
2: as long as I've ever let it grow before. Really? Because I wasn't going to work. Forget this. I don't need to shave.
1: Uh oh, Marn. What's that up in the sky? Oh no, the sun's going down. <laughs>
0: <Or>
1: Stop <start> talking.
0: <laughs> well, as the sun sets, that concludes this latest episode of Yes yeah, That Bad After Dark. <laughs> Surviving Sandy. First sequence two. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to this extremely upbeat and positive episode of Yeah, It's Bad After Dark. Help me, I'm dying. <laughs> I hope you weren't driving your car and you did like do a sharp left turn into an open grave listening to us about this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Joel, you're, you're 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 gonna edit in jokes every five minutes, right? Where it's like, it's <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna pepper in fart
0: noises to help lighten up the mood. <laughs> yeah, hopefully <hoping> that'll help, <laughs> like a pressure valve, you know. <laughs> Yeah, okay, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for purchasing this latest premium podcast, whatever it is. Spoiler alert, whatever it is, we haven't recorded it yet. (gasps) Bum, bum, bum. But only you know because you're in our inner circle, the inner sanctum. So, yeah, thanks for listening to the show. See you next time.